1: This episode is sponsored by porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. So Mike, today we've got the story of a product that was in development for, let's see, eight years before being released. Eight years. Like not even in a quote unquote beta phase or anything? That's right. Eight years in development, marketed from nearly ideation as they grew a rabid fan base who eagerly awaited this release all right well that doesn't sound like a SAS product unless you're talking about like envision studio or something but here's the kicker right keanu reeves was part of their marketing campaign.
0: Okay, I think I know this one. Uh, It's that, uh, what, 2077, Cyberpunk 2077, right? Yes,
1: exactly, exactly. Today we're gonna take a look at how Project Red, the game studio behind Cyberpunk 2077, was able to build up hype for their game for over nearly a decade. Creating what some thought might turn out to be the Chinese democracy.
0: That Guns N' Roses album that took 20 years to release. Did that ever even come out? I I think so. But yeah, (laughs) the the Chinese democracy of the gaming
1: industry. We're going to talk about that and more today on Rocketship.fm.
0: Welcome to Rocketship.fm. Rocketship FM is
1: produced in partnership with Product Collective. We are your hosts. Michael Saka, and I'm Mike Belsito. So video games obviously take a lot more time to develop than your typical software product. Generally, development takes three to five years, and they require large development teams to build out these huge immersive worlds. But even in the video game
0: world, I mean, eight years is a really long development cycle.
1: Yeah, and generally studios aren't hyping the release from the time they start building but Cyberpunk 2077 created by gaming studio Project Red was building hype from
0: the moment it was first announced all the way back in 2012. When Project Red announced the title in 2012, it was built as a gripping, free-flowing saga that would immerse players in a lifelike sci-fi universe where humans and machines were, like, fused together and repackaged as mercenaries, carrying out sabotage missions against evil corporations. And guess what? I found the release
1: announcement that started it all. Because... Yeah, the internet is awesome like that. (laughs) Let's roll a clip of Martin Owinski, a co-founder of Project Red, discussing Cyberpunk 2077 back in 2012.
2: I'm really honored to announce that uh, we are working on a Cyberpunk game, but not just a regular Cyberpunk game, on the Cyberpunk game. That's really important to stress. And the game is based on uh, Mike Ponce made pen and paper RPG Cyberpunk system. Uh, I would also like to announce that uh, we are honored uh, that Mike decided to work with us. We've signed an exclusive licensing agreement, based on which we'll be developing games in the Cyberpunk world. So, these are the big news for today, guys. These are really big for me. Actually, dream coming true. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Cyberpunk myself. But um, that's about the world, that's about the system. Let me tell you right now, I think what what really matters to gamers let me tell you a little bit about the game we will not revealing we will not be revealing everything but we have some really cool information for you right now so uh we definitely will deliver a mature RPG for mature grown-up audiences it will be brutal where it needs to be to show you the world in the right perspective.
0: And he goes on to describe this immersive game with complex character developments and a giant world to explore. Now in that clip, they mentioned Mike Pondsmith who had a long successful career as a game creator and author but most notably for this story, he created the pen and paper role-playing game Cyberpunk Red. Project Red's new video game is set in the world that Pondsmith and his team at publisher Talsorian Games created in the 1980s. Here's Mike Pondsmith.
1: on what the cyberpunk genre that he helped create means to him.
3: The thing of it is, when we did a cyberpunk RPG, we had an interesting problem, which is if you, as in most typical cyberpunk, end up being a gentleman loser, but you lose, uh, it's not really fun to do in a role-playing game. Yet at the same time, the nature of cyberpunk is that it is not about heroes, per se. It's about people who are little heroes, heroes for themselves. So, What we had to come up with was something where you weren't a badass hero, but that you were a competent, capable person in a very bad world. So that also means that the world has to be more than just a basic dirty streets, rain, neon, and so forth like that. If you're going to build a real world, you have to ask, when is it cyberpunk, even during the daylight? Why is it cyberpunk during the daylight? Um, how do people live, where do they eat, how do they sleep, you assume they do sleep, you know, how do they relate to the cyberware and the gear that they have, for example, in a lot of classic cyberpunk, the hardware is treated as though it is actually some kind of superpower. It is not an everyday thing, but we use, for example, cell phones now, smartphones that would be considered during the time I wrote this to be just unbelievable devices. I've written entire books on my phone. And yet we don't think twice about that now. We go, yeah, I got a new cell phone. We don't distinguish it as being a special piece of technology. If you live in an environment where people can change body parts, go down and pick them at the mall and so forth like that, It's going to become closer to getting a tattoo. It's going to be closer to chosen surgery. Um, It's not quite a tummy tuck, but it's getting there. That
0: guy needs a podcast. His voice is incredible. (laughs) Anyway, though, uh, that's the world that cyberpunk is trying to capture.
1: This future that
0: wasn't what we anticipated.
1: A famous quote from Smith goes, The world you expected to be the future didn't happen. We were supposed to get the
0: Jetsons, and instead, we're not sure if we're going to get fed. So, Project Red teams up with Smith in 2012 to create the digital version of his pen and paper role-playing game, which touts over 5 million fans, and people were really excited. At the end of this presentation, they released some of the early concept art. And this art was beautiful and immersive. It starts
1: to set the stage for the mood of the game. Futuristic machinery mixed with class warfare, all in the style of... Blade Runner, right? And shortly after this announcement, they start to release teasers. Here, take a look at this one, Mike.
0: Okay, so it looks more like a mood board. Uh, They show the logo and some blurry concept art, but I don't really get a whole lot from it. Yeah, I I think that's because they actually didn't have that
1: much to show at the time, but They faithfully followed the motto ABBH always be building hype
0: we should probably cover a brief history of project red i mean it's not like they just appeared out of nowhere with a hype machine and had a 10-year runway (laughs) that's a good point
1: right so cd project red was founded in warsaw in the 90s by two high school friends during a time of transformation and growth in the gaming industry right cd rom dicks were actually kind of a, a novel invention back then from here on we'll just call them project red though for this episode they began importing Games from the United States and essentially repackaging and republishing them in Poland. Early employees said that their enthusiasm for their games often ran ahead of their engineering and technical prowess.
0: In the early aughts, CD Projekt Red made a play to develop The Witcher, a popular series of books by a Polish author, into an immersive video game franchise. But the first Witcher game released in 2007 was buggy and it's stuff
1: with more features than they could honestly support former employees who worked on the game said it would take
0: three to five minutes to load even basic screens at times employees said that during game development there was also a general attitude of building more things themselves rather than sometimes licensing other so-called middleware or supporting software uh, from companies with greater expertise as a result the developers created worse versions of features that had been perfected by other companies i've personally made this mistake so many times
1: when making you know build versus buy decision. so this sounds like a group of very passionate developers who just didn't quite have enough resources to compete with the major players in the industry but hey they really wanted to Eventually their Witcher series
0: found a cult following and because of that, it became their first breakthrough hit. So getting back to that 2012 announcement, Project Red promised all types of characters, a gigantic arsenal of weapons, player upgrades, cybernetic implants, which were a big part of the pen and paper version. And they also promised that this game would set the
1: new standard in the RPG genre and would offer a completely immersive experience. So they set the bar pretty darn high to say the least yeah all right let's take a quick break and we'll get back in just a second when rain wilson realized he had a special gift for talking people to sleep he had two choices construct a massive speaker that would blast his voice to every person in the country or invent a talking pillow at&t business eventually talked him into the pillow thing and backed by a reliable network the only network with built-in security controls sleep with rain was a hit take your ideas to the moon and beyond at business.att.com that's business.att.com
0: before the break we were discussing the 2012 cyberpunk 2077 announcement by gaming studio project red They promised that Cyberpunk 2077 would set a new standard of quality for the role-playing game genre. So because of these
1: bold claims, they got the gaming world excited. Then in January of 2013, the following year, they released a more compelling trailer than the one I had just showed you before the break. Here, take a look, I found a version where uh, YouTube channel host Subpar Lover is kind of describing the scene.
3: A CGI trailer was released, featuring a beautiful, blood-soaked, cybernetically enhanced woman surrounded by slain bodies in the middle of the street. A storm of bullets flying towards her from the weapons of the Night City Police Department in super slow motion. Even by 2013 standards, this trailer looked exceptional. It seemed clear that Cyberpunk 2077 was on its way, and the interest of the gaming industry spiked dramatically.
0: Oh, dang. I mean, nothing's really revealed in the trailer. It's literally three seconds in time, but it looks slick. I mean, it's got me intrigued.
1: Yeah, uh, the part I didn't show you, the final credits of the trailer read, coming when it's ready. (laughs) (laughs) That is pretty bold. I mean, at least they're honest, right? (laughs) So now the trailer is all the public would see of Cyberpunk 2077 for the next five years. And in that time, the gaming world, they kind of move on. They've got these other big releases, Grand Theft Auto V,
0: Bioshock Infinite... But they didn't forget about it completely. Yeah, so for nearly five years, they go dark. And while most of the video game industry is moving on, there's still this segment that's eagerly awaiting for updates. But after
1: five years, they started to grow anxious and even nervous. In gaming circles, five years after the initial hype meant something was going wrong behind the scenes. In 2018, Project Red had just released Witcher 3, which was an ambitious launch for them in that series. And people began asking questions like, where is Cyberpunk 2070?"
0: Yeah, so they put out an announcement that they were not only still working on Cyberpunk 2077, but they expanded their operations to open a new studio just to support its development. It said that the team working on Cyberpunk 2077 was bigger than The Witcher 3 team, and the game itself was going to be much larger than Witcher 3.
1: Which was surprising, given the fact that The Witcher is an established series at this point, and Cyberpunk 2077 was, well, you know, unproven beyond hype. But anyway,
0: this announcement put some folks at ease, at least for a bit. And then later in 2018, at E3, a large gaming conference, Project Red releases the second trailer for Cyberpunk 2077, a half decade after the first. In 2077, they voted my city the worst place to live in America. Main issues, sky high rate of violence, and more people living below the poverty line than anywhere else. Can't deny it, it's all true. But everybody still wants to live here. This city's always got a promise for you. Might be a lie, an illusion, but it's there, just around the corner. And it keeps you going. City of Dreams, and I'm a big dreamer.
1: This trailer is rich. It's set in a futuristic world where scuzzy street gangs are mixing with shady corporate folks. Pool halls and bar scenes are plentiful, and there's a lot and a lot of violence. The aesthetic is very much Blade Runner as they promised, and the storyline,
0: it was starting to come to life now. And just to prove that they were actually making progress, Select Media was allowed to view the 45 minutes of gameplay behind
1: closed doors. And somehow, Cyberpunk 2077 won over 100 (laughs) awards at E3 that year, including Best Game.
0: I mean, awards are strange, aren't they? Uh, Yeah, Yeah. Now, in the following months, they lit up social with excitement for its release. But that wouldn't last too long. That's
1: right. In October of that year, a fan tweeted out, I want more, guys, meaning I want more trailers of Cyberpunk 2077. Now, the official account responded with, did you just assume their gender? Which people took as a joke at the expense of
0: the transgender community. They did quickly delete the tweet and issue an apology, but this would be the start of well, several bad decisions made by the studio. Yeah, and it's worth mentioning that in a previous
1: advertisement also featuring a transgender model in a tight bodysuit with the slogan, Mix It Up, people took as capitalizing on the struggles of the transgender community and Project Red, they kind of tried to wiggle their way out of it, but, you know, the internet doesn't
0: forget. Yeah, and this brings us to E3 in 2019, where Project Red has... Once again, uh, produced a very slick trailer introducing us to even more characters and more plot line. We found out that the main character, the name is V.
4: Initiating combat mode. Go! Destination confirmed.
0: Woo-hoo-hoo. That's what I'm talking about. All right, in and out. We're rich. Oh, we are going to the major leagues, Jackie. Jackie. Oh. oh sh-
3: no, 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 no. Okay. Uh, okay, get to a clinic now. Mr. Wells' condition is critical. Oh. Immediate medical help be okay. is required. Just, just hold on. Just... Hey, hey, just think about all the good that we're gonna have, huh? I'm sorry.
1: It's a thrilling trailer. It it feels almost like a movie, and the crowd just ate it up, right? Uh, But they didn't stop there.
3: Please welcome Keanu Reeves.
0: All right. Good to see you. Thank you. All right. All right. I gotta talk to you about something. (laughs) I mean, I gotta talk to you about something. CD Project Red. Cyberpunk 2077. All right. A while back, the guys from CD Projekt Red approached me and asked me to be a part of their new project, Cyberpunk 2077.
3: They were going on and on about how they'd create this vast open world with a branching storyline,
0: how you'd be able to customize your character through in-game choices. And it's not something I knew before, but I was excited by. And I'm always drawn to
3: fascinating stories.
0: that's right they brought out keanu reeves to promote the game now keanu voices his own character in the game johnny silverhand who's modeled after his likeness he also announces a release date april 16th 2020. so a couple of months pass and we
1: find ourselves in january of 2020 a year that we'd all like to forget and project red i don't think is any exception to that Project Red sends out another announcement stating that it needed a little bit more time, and they pushed the release date back again until September 17th of 2020.
0: Yeah, and generally, the gaming community didn't care too much. I mean, it was just a couple of months, and really, they just wanted them to get it right. But then, in March...
3: March 2020. 31 days the world is not likely to soon forget.
0: It was the month that a new coronavirus that had infected tens of thousands in China became a global pandemic. Project Red had to go remote, setting their entire workforce to work from home. Not the simplest task when such powerful computers are needed to render these immersive worlds. Then in June of 2020, they announced that the game was going to be delayed
1: a second time, this time until November of 2020. And at this point, speculation began to bubble up that it might be due to having to support legacy consoles. And fans started to get nervous
0: that they were going to be served a subpar experience. So the game studio is under a tremendous amount of pressure. Inside gaming circles, there's this term called the crunch, which essentially refers to what we might call in the startup world, sleeping under your desk, where generally at the end of a development cycle, developers are sometimes forced to work extended hours for weeks or months, and this time is generally uncompensated as they're on salary. So
1: Project Red told their employees they were going to be crunching and they were being asked to work an extra day every weekend for extra compensation. But even so, the gaming community pushed back when they heard about this and they called out Project Red for this exploitive practice. The community's
0: attitude was, I'll speak for hundreds of thousands of people, we've waited eight years why not just push the release date back another few months and do it right and not crunch your employees then it came out that project red had already promised there would be no crunch for cyberpunk
1: 2077 most likely as a hiring tactic and people just got pissed
0: that they had gone back on their word so now it's october 2020 the game has gone gold which mean it's done and it's ready to ship but then at the end of october they
1: once again released a statement that the release date would be pushed back to December of 2020, and everyone knew they were in trouble. The launch, an immediate flop right after this break. So in October of 2020, Project Red had once again delayed the launch of Cyberpunk 2077, and word is getting out that the
0: game may be in serious trouble. Yeah, inside of Project Red, as executives and communication staff gear up for a worldwide release, the problems were evident. While developers have created a functioning game for PC users, Cyberpunk 2077 was glitchy and it crashed frequently on next-gen consoles like the PS5, the new Xbox devices, and even worse, the game barely ran on older consoles like PS4 and Xbox One.
1: Typically, game developers send out early copies of new titles for reviewers with ample lead time but Project Red kept Cyberpunk 2077 under wraps as long as they could. The company only shared advanced copies of the PC version with gaming publications and news organizations, previewing the best possible version of Cyberpunk to reviewers who would post their ratings online, or at least they were supposed to, just days before the game's release. While they were
0: promised console codes to the press before launch, they never actually sent them out. On top of that, they instructed the media that they were not authorized to use any in-game content on screenshots and any reviews of the game. People were growing extremely skeptical at this point, and media outlets, instead of posting game reviews, they were posting explanations as to why they were refusing to review the game. Early reviews mentioned some issues with bugs, but impressions were largely
1: positive for those that did review it. Again, they were using the PC version, and excitement
0: continued to build until the game was released on Thursday, December 10th. But there were so many bugs, so many bugs that YouTube videos and entire subreddits are dedicated to capturing and mocking them, like this one. Full disclosure, like,
2: I think this is a decent game but i think technically it's a mess just 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 so we're we're clear you're having fun with it right
0: yeah but this this is a mess to you this isn't a feature
2: no this is no we're not supposed to this is not a body modification in the game
0: he's so heavily modified that his eyeballs
2: come (laughs) out of his face when you're so modded up you could see your own (laughs) eyeballs in the future you got eyes in the world of cyberpunk
1: 2077 the bugs become the story but then on december 17th
4: guys I literally just got done recording videos about cyberpunk to release later tonight or tomorrow. And this news that happened right now, my god, is big. So the whole hubbub, cyberpunk, this debacle of it coming out and being a buggy mess because CD Projekt Red did not admit that the console versions, the base console versions, of uh, CD project Red, Cyberpunk 2077 were not ready for launch. They had the PC reviews out only. Didn't want anybody to play it or show any footage or review it for console. They lied. They were not prepared. They overlooked it. They cheated people out. They've been misleading people. I think they could get refunds, and people have been having trouble with Sony and Xbox and the refunds and everything like that. They kind of distanced themselves to the side, pushing it off onto everybody. The problem is CD Projekt Red has not come out and accepted responsibility for this. I loved Cyberpunk. I played it on my Series X. I had a blast. I played four of the five endings. It's been a good time, but it doesn't exempt them from the mess that they've caused for the lies that they've given to consumers placing the blame they even try to say that it's not their fault consumers have been misled about how refunds work on PlayStation and Xbox but now Sony has officially stuck it to CD Project Red you can see this tweet just came out it says SIE strives strives to ensure a high level of customer satisfaction and we will begin to offer a full refund for all gamers who have purchased Cyberpunk 2077 via PlayStation Store and want a refund.
0: Sony pulls Cyberpunk 2077 from their stores and issues refunds to anyone who wants them. Project Red said that it would refund disappointed players out of their own pocket if it was necessary. The company's stock then dropped nearly 41%.
1: Inside the studio, the New York Times reported that there had been infighting and finger pointing. In a contentious meeting with board members, Project Red staffers pressed executives on the game's
0: unrealistic deadlines and honestly just false promises. Now they're pushing out updates and actively improving the gameplay experience. It's recently been reported that they may even be in more trouble. According to a new report from Polish publication Benchmark, Poland's own
1: Office of Competition and Consumer Protection is now taking an interest on Project Red and is monitoring the situation with Cyberpunk 2077 quite a bit. As the name suggests, they serve the general public in Poland to ensure that customers' interests are being looked after. While no action has been taken yet, they might do so in the
0: future if uh, they don't get it together. Hopefully, they are able to do the right thing here, but the fact that an agency like that felt that they needed to get involved shows the real legal risk of overpromising and underdelivering. So, Michael, let me ask you this. How far have you made it in Cyberpunk 2077? <laughs> Honestly, if a game doesn't have Mario in the title, it
1: doesn't get played at this house. <laughs> so, While Cyberpunk looks fascinating, I, I doubt I'll ever be diving in anytime soon. I do feel for those, though, that have been waiting on this title for nearly a decade. All right, so that's all we have for today. We've got just a couple episodes left in this product journey series. And we'll be starting on Season 10 here very soon, Mike. Remind listeners what Season 10 is all
0: about. Yeah, Season 10 is all about workplace confessionals. In fact, you, the listeners, can contribute. We want you to share your confessions with us. We want to hear from you. Uh, Maybe those confessions are crazy stories that you've experienced. Maybe you need some advice. Um, Whatever it might be, share them with us. You can email us at team at rocketship.fm. And then we'll be having guest experts with us to hear your confessions and uh, talk with us about them. Should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I can't
1: wait. It's all anonymous. It's all been a lot of fun. Um, And I think you're actually going to, you know, you might empathize with some of these stories. You might learn a couple things from some of these stories. So we're incredibly excited. That'll be coming early February of this year. Until then, we'll see you next Thursday right here on Rocketship FM. Thanks so much for listening to Rocketship.fm. Rocketship FM FM now has a premium ad free feed. All you have to do is go to glow.fm forward slash rocketship and subscribe. It helps support the show and it gives you an ad free experience. You actually get an exclusive feed that you can listen to on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts.
0: Yeah, and Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective, which is a community for software product people. Product Collective is also the home of industry, the product conference, industry virtual workshops, and one of the largest Slack groups for product people
4: anywhere.
1: And we're also on the Podglomerate network, so a huge thanks to Podglomerate. You can listen to all the Podglomerate shows at thepodglomerate.com. We'll see you here next week on Rocketship.fm.